Hello and welcome back to Marked Out for Fruitfulness. This is session 13 and we're picking up a story near the end of Mark chapter 4. Today we're with the disciples in our imagination in a boat and Jesus has told us that we're going to cross the lake but it's not plain sailing. Let me read the account of what happens reading from verse 35. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving a crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Well, most likely you will have discovered that following Jesus is very rarely plain sailing, is it? I don't actually know what the disciples expected when they set off when he said to them come and follow me and they did so and they have a few marvelous days don't they healings left right and center crowds 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 but then this crisis it, it's a very vivid story and m most likely that's because it's peter recounting the story with lots of touches of eyewitness in this account jesus asleep on a cushion the fact that there were other boats, not just this boat, and the fact they took Jesus just as he was. And it started fair enough. Jesus says, let's go over to the other side, and promptly in his exhaustion, curls up on the cushion and falls asleep. And then this squall comes up from absolutely nowhere, which apparently is quite a common feature on that lake. And the disciples are thrown and they wake Jesus up don't you care if we drown and then they catch this glimpse of Jesus's majestic power and presence as he commands the wind and the waves and they obey him there are a number of highlights in this story I think which are instructive for us as we seek to grow in our discipleship there are great lessons here but they're, they're not easy lessons, really. The one that stands out for me is this. The moments we most often grow fastest are when we're completely out of our depth. It, it's really not a comfortable way of learning, is it? Thrown in at the deep end, I think, is an appropriate expression. They didn't know what to do, and we wouldn't have known what to do had we been in their shoes either. What they initially do is turn on God. 
don't you care if we drown my goodness God's heard that cry often enough in the scriptures you will find out you'll find out in 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 the book of Exodus they go to Moses did you bring us out here to die couldn't we have died back in Egypt in other words don't you care don't you care in Isaiah the refrain pops up why do you say O Jacob why do you say O Israel my way is disregarded by my God it's so easy to decide on God's behalf that he doesn't care and to turn on him and that's exactly what the disciples do here and it's as if they're saying right now we, we just don't know what to do but um, for goodness sake get us out of this mess and in fact that there's another side to this uh, until you and I actually turn to God in a crisis we will never know what he's capable of doing will we it is one way of discovering and, and actually it is how we grow and how we learn to trust there's a, a very revealing little exercise that you and I can do take a, a sheet of paper and hold it this way landscape and make a little graph on on the bottom of, of the graph do a timeline and uh, make one end of the timeline today and one the other end of the timeline when you first decided to follow Christ I guess there might be some who don't remember when they first decided in which case perhaps it's going to be the whole of your life and against the timeline I would invite you to plot two lines only you are going to see this little diagram by the way one of the lines can be how life seemed to be going and then the other line you can plot how was your walk with God developing and the really strange thing is that most of us discover that it's in the tough times when life is really challenging that we learn more about God's faithfulness and here's the thing this is not entirely a very comfortable lesson I'm afraid what God will do throughout our lives of following him is to teach us to trust step by step I, I've become more and more sure of this that it's like watching how an adult teaches a child to walk what adults do it, it's almost almost a game of deception they stand in front of a child just just within catching distance and then they invite the child to come forward and the child will sort of take a hesitant step towards their parents or whoever it is that they trust and of course in learning to walk there's many a stumble and the grown-up catches the child or assists the child just before it falls and God does that to us time and time and time again as we learn to trust him as we learn how dependable he is and that's what's going on here and the disciples are absolutely gobsmacked they they're speechless as this man controls the wind and the waves imagine that I love it just imagine that having a capacity to dictate your own weather forecast he does it quiet be still and now Jesus got a question for them in return so why are you so afraid then do you still have no faith or another way of putting that would be where's your trust at this point do you trust me or not and of course they like us they've never ever seen 
and anyone command the wind and the waves. And they did trust him, but in their mind, this wasn't even a possibility. Do you still have no faith? Well, we didn't know we could believe you for that. And then the third question in this passage, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And I think it's lovely when we as followers of Christ have to ask ourselves that question again and again. So who exactly are you? What are you good for? What's in your power? And what isn't? And what can we turn to you for? And will we turn to you? Or in fact, will we decide for you you don't care? Well, I think it's also a question for the reader, actually. Verse 41. They ask themselves, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And we should find ourselves asking that about Jesus time and time and time again. Who is this? Who could possibly live a life like this except the Son of God come in the flesh? Well, it wasn't a comfortable learning curve for them that day, was it? But they learnt plenty. They saw Jesus' raw power. They saw he did care. They emerged much more confident. And I, I suppose they went on to their next adventure thinking, well, this man can do so much more than we've ever seen or thought of. I wonder what the next thing is that he's got up his sleeve. And that's how it is following Jesus. We're, we're beginning to see a little bit of a pattern here. It, it is a curious paradox following him. It's not the most comfortable life we could have chosen. It's not the safest life you could have chosen, but it is abundant life as we walk in step and in the company of God himself. I have some questions for our small groups. Here's the first question. Have you ever felt yourself completely out of your depth, but God came through and helped you out? Would you like to share about that situation? The second question, would you say that your trust in God has increased in recent years and what's most helped this to happen? And finally, in situations that you can't control and in which you feel powerless, what do you do? Have a good group.